Alright, so we're going to finish up um, our break into 2017. We're in the third third month of this, and um, I'm going to finish with breaking old mindsets. So I think that's kind of where we get stuck. We think we know everything there is to know about God. So um, I'm going to talk about if God is good, why do bad things happen? Because you guys, I've had so many people be like, well, you know, God said this didn't happen for me. Well, you know, if God was good, why does he allow this? So I had a good friend of mine a while back, and she's like, could you just please teach on this? I said, it's coming. And so she bothered me a lot of times. So finally I'm like, okay, so I'm glad you're here, Sue, because she told me that I had to teach on this, and that was my job. So, and if Sue tells you to do something, you do it. So, so we're going to get right into this. So I'm going to pray first because I just want everyone to have ears that are ready to receive. So, Lord, I just thank you that when we hear your word, it just goes down to our innermost hearts and that um, it is truth and it is life to our body. Lord, we just thank you that your word um, sets us free. It grows us. It brings faith. It brings hope. We just thank you, Lord, as we just um, hear your word today that it just falls on good soil. Amen. All right. How many of you guys remember okay. the first song, the first two songs I ever knew? Like, I wasn't, I was raised Catholic, and so, like, we sung hymnals. I didn't know there was, like, other worship songs, you know? I thought everything, I thought, if you're singing to Jesus, it's a hymnal, right? Okay. So, the first two songs I heard, okay, and just remember, guys, as I'm just saying this stuff, God is filtering it. So, just pretend like you're hearing this through, you know, the way God, so the first song was like, God is in control, how many guys remember that, yeah, okay, so, just us, <laughs> you know, that was like, and you know, and then there was like, our God is an awesome God, our God is an awesome, you know, so like, those were like, I was like, yeah, awesome, um, those are like the two songs that I knew uh, when I got saved, I was like, wow, like, there's more than just hymnals, I didn't even notice, so we hear you hear that God is in control. How many of you guys have ever said that to someone? Don't worry, God is in control. How many of you guys have had someone say that to you? Don't worry about what's going on. God's in control, right? Well, he's not. He's not in control. Okay, Don't stone me. But he's not. He never says that he's in control. We say that. We tell people that. We we sing songs about it, just like that song. You know, He's not. If God was in control of this earth, he couldn't be a good God, right? Because we see famine, we see death, we see abuse, we see pain. And if he was in control and he's like, I'm going to make this happen, would that be a good God? You guys are real quiet because you're all like, Sarah's going to get lightning struck down. (laughs) Just work with me here. If he was a good God, all the crimes, the lies, abuse, the evil we see, would a good God say, yeah, I want this to, I want to make this happen. I want this to go on. So how is it that we go around telling everybody, God is in control, don't you worry, you know, but God's like, um, I never said that. You know? So why do bad things happen to good people? You guys are all good people in here, right? Good people can see it, your face is beautiful, good people. How many of you guys have ever had anything bad happen to you? And you're thinking, why me, Lord? My first thing is, because I'm a princess and I'm a brat, I'm like, ugh, 
Why me, God? Like, why did you, why is this happening to me? There are how many billions of people on this earth and this had to happen to me, like stub my toe or something. I mean, I'm pretty ridiculous when it comes to things like that. You know, like, you could be something and then, then I have to remind myself, well, it could be this, it could be that, but why do bad things happen to good people? Who are doing good things, who are loving, who are kind. Why would God allow this? You know, you guys probably have never asked God that, but I asked, I've asked that lots of times, like, when you see things, you know, I don't even like to watch the news anymore because it's just, you know, one, I mean, horrible thing after another. But see, there are bad things happening because God is not in control. He is in charge, though. That's the difference. God is in charge. He is not in control. So think we're going to go to the business world, okay? So maybe think about the place you work. You have a boss. Okay, the, the boss, he's in charge. You know, he says, you need to be here at this time. Here's the things you need to do. This is our dress code or whatever. And you're supposed to follow it. So that he's in charge. He says, this is follow these things. This is how you do this. But he can't control you. He can't physically make you work harder. He can't even make you show up on time. Not that any of you have ever been late for work. But, you know, things like he can't make you show up on time. He can't make decisions for your life. Um, he can't force you to put things into your body or not. There's donuts in the break room. It's not like you're not going to get paid unless you eat 10 donuts. You know, usually that's not how it goes. They can't force you and be like, oh, you know, oh, I have this extra weight because I work in preschool and I have to eat cookies. <laughs> that's not really how it goes, right? So... They're in charge. I say these are the rules. These are the, this is this is what's going to make this business successful. But they can't. Your boss can't control you. They have expectations. They have guidelines. Um, and there are even consequences for some of your choices and your actions. But they can't control your life and they can't control your thoughts. Well, it's kind of like that when you think of it. They are in charge. They could fire you. But they can't choose. You know, they can say, I want you to wear dress pants, but you could show up in something else. You physically could, right? Might not show up the next day. <laughs> or you might get escorted out, whatever. But you have that choice. They can't control you. They don't come to your house, knock on the door, you know, say, you need to put this on, and then, you know, wrestle it, you know, wrestle these clothes on you and say, you're wearing dress clothes today. You know, we try to do that with two-year-olds. What happened? We get them all spiffy. They look great. We turn around. They're naked running through the yard. That's the truth. Can't even we can't even control two year olds, you know. So when we say God's in control, is He? Kind of like this. He is in charge, not in control. There are laws that sometimes bring consequences and actions that bring blessings, um, but no one can control our thoughts. God made it that way on purpose. He didn't want to control our thoughts. We all know we have our own thought process, our own thought life. Now, we've become accustomed to saying um, God's in control because it makes us feel better about the pain, right? When someone comes to you and they're they're hurting, you know, and you don't have an answer for them, you know, our easiest thing is like, okay, honey, God, you know, because then you get to go walk away while they're dealing with that pain, right? That's easy. God's in control. Just say that over everything. And they're like, well, it doesn't feel like he's in control right now. Have you seen my life? 
This person's sick. I got no money. I'm down. I'm out. And you're telling me, pray for you, God's in control. I don't like when people say it to me. I'm like, if he's in control, then I'm doing something wrong because this looks like he's mad at me. You know, things we don't understand, we have those catchphrases we just throw out. And we don't realize that that can cause a lot of pain. We say things like, well, you know, if it's His will, His will, God just put cancer on me. What? What are you saying? What? Why would you say something like that to somebody? It's God's will to take your child when you're young. What is wrong with us? Why do we say that to people? We, we, Christians who believe Jesus, died on the cross, rose again, gave His blood for us, we say those things to people. I look back at some of the things I've done thinking, oh my gosh, how horrible. I hurt that person so big because I just want it to be easy for me. I look like I can have all the answers. I'm not to be that bad. You know, as long as I say it in, you know, that nice, sweet tone, you know, that'll, that'll help them out. But it's never God's will to kill, to destroy, to steal, to lie, to hurt. But we say that and we hurt people. I don't know if it's God's will for you to have children. I've had people say that to people that are trying, and I'm like, you know what? God never said that. He said he made the barren woman to keep house. If you have to keep house, children, if you want a job, that's a job. Put some children in there, try to keep a house. <laughs> you put what, you know, you're like, oh, look at all the laundry's done. You go get a drink of water. You come back and there is like a mountain of laundry. You're like, what in the world? How did this happen? Like the, the, the last load is in. And you're like, I'm going to sit down for five seconds and enjoy this. Because you know, as soon as someone spills something, I mean, it's just, so, you really have a job there. You know? Is it, you know, people, it's God's will for you to be sick, you know? He's teaching you something. Well, He can teach you something in that, but it's not His will. Oh, this, you know, I'm taking this, I just, I'm meant to be poor, you know, I gotta be humble. God never said that. You know, this thorn, people will, whenever they have something they can't figure out, well, it's just like Paul. I'm like, Paul, I got this thorn in my side. It's bothering me. God didn't say that. He didn't say he'd give you a thorn either. He told Paul he would. That's Paul. That's between God and Paul. We don't know what that thorn is. We try to make it whatever we're going through. That must be what he's talking about. What if it was just a giant thorn he had stuck in his side? I don't know. You know? Have you seen some of those trees over there? Okay. So, I mean, that's... Probably wasn't, okay, don't, don't call me on that. But, you know, this thorn, this thorn of pain, abuse, that's just God's will for my life. I just gotta go through this. God is teaching me something. God is definitely teaching you something in it because He said, you know what? This, I didn't send it to you, but I'm gonna bring something good out of it for you. Always gonna bring something good for you. When you hear that, you know, and I hear people will, will claim things like, well, you know, my illness or, you know, my poverty or whatever or, you know, this issue I have. They they claim it as theirs. 
It doesn't sound like a good God. That doesn't sound like a good God to me. If, you know, he took the children from you, or he made you sick, or you're living in poverty. I mean, if I'm going to spend my time serving somebody, I don't want it to be someone poor and sick and broken down. I want it to be a king and kingdom who's powerful. Okay? Because that's not who God is. We know God is good. He has said it so many times in his word. We know God is good. He did. I mean, he sent his son. If that was the only good thing God did, that we wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell, that's the only good thing? Wow. So, God is good. He's a good father. So let's break this kind of unhealthy mindset where we're just going to, God's in control, God's in control. And people are thinking, have you seen my life? If God's in control, he needs, you know, to go back to get some training or something because my life's out of control. But we just say, it's just kind of like, throw it to them. Give them a little nugget so so I can feel good and be like, ah, oh, went to church, that God's in control, told them I pray for them, forgot, went out to breakfast, we're good, you know. Come back next week, do the same thing, we don't think about it. It's this lie we've gotten used to. That's how we need to break that old mindset because when you've said it long enough and you've lived it in your life, you start actually just believing it. I walk to people, the first time when we and Sue were talking about this, she's like, God's in control. I'm like, quit saying that! And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's not true! You're hurting people! She's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, now we do. And sometimes it's just our parents taught us and so they taught, you know what I mean? It goes back and so... You just, it's kind of like something you've learned, so you just think that's right. If someone teaches you from birth that two plus two is five, you know, when you get to be about five, six years old and someone's like, oh, that's four, you're like fighting them like, no, it's five, you know. If your parents ever maybe told you a white lie about something, then you got into real life. You know, like I didn't know that jelly came from, that you could buy jelly in a store because we canned it all. And I was like, people had this jelly and they're like, I'm like, oh, your mom's canning is so good. And they're like, I got this from a store. I'm like, what? You can buy jelly in a store? (laughs) I didn't know bread came from a store. I didn't know that you could get canned vegetables that were in a jar, like a glass jar. I just was like, I thought bread was always sitting on everyone's counter with towels over it. And you ran in there when your mom wasn't looking and punched the bread down. And then she got really mad for some reason. (laughs) All of our bread was like this. Because of me. I couldn't help myself. Have you guys ever seen bread rising? Like my mom would go to the bathroom and I would run in there and punch all the bread down. And then I put the towel back over and then I just walk away. <laughs> my mom was always trying to figure that out. I'm not going to tell my mom to listen to this. So, so I used to do that all the time for bread. I don't know if you've ever punched bread, but it's, you know what? It feels good. I don't <laughs> What else can you say about punching bread? Like, if you haven't done it, go make some bread. Going over to the Nepper's house. I know they make bread. <laughs> Please don't do that to your mom. <laughs> oh, where are we at? I don't know. All I can think about is bread now. Why was I talking about bread? Oh, because I was thinking everything. You know, if you believe that thought that that's all you've been taught and that's all you've known... You're not deliberately trying to hurt people or things like that. That's just, you only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you don't know it. There you go. 
I know you guys all got this now. You all know. Um, because there's there becomes to be these cracks in our foundation if we use it's your will, Lord, for things God already declared are his will or God said, no, it's not. Okay? So when we're sitting there and um, we're praying, like, oh, Lord, you know, is it, is it just, you know, is it your will to, you know, make them healthy? And we're just going and, you know, I just got to carry on this and every day and God's like, um, made it pretty clear. There's like hundreds of scriptures that I said that's not my will, you know, but then we still ask. It's kind of like if my kids, if I said, if they said, mom, I'm hungry, can I have some cereal for breakfast? And I say yes. And they come up to me again and say, no, mom, like, just really, could you just tell me if I can Okay, yeah, it's in the cupboard. Okay. But mom, what kind of, like, can I open the box? Let me, I just need to go in my room and pray for a little bit. Let me know if what you're saying is true. Like, can I really open the box and put this cereal in this bowl? If your kids started doing that, like, I would probably just be like, you know what? Y'all fasting now because you're being crazy. Like, I already said you could have cereal. <laughs> like, everybody's fasting. You know? Like, doesn't that sound ridiculous if your kids came to that? In my house, it's like, if you don't get the box and rip it open, you know, I'll buy eight boxes of cereal and everybody eats to this much and then they leave it open and nobody else, you know, and then it's all, there's no milk. I mean, there's no asking. They eat it out of cup balls, the bag, it doesn't, like, there's no asking. They might eat it in the car on the way home. <laughs> Cereal is life, guys. <laughs> oh, got to keep going here. So, I mean, that sounds funny, but we do that with God. Like, well, I don't know if it's God's will for this in my life. And God's like, well, it is because I told you that. You know, we know that Jesus is the only way to the Father. We don't need to pray that it's, you know, God, just show me how to just be closer to you. He's like, um, my son, Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the light. Okay? We don't need to be like, I need to go find God somewhere else. You know, we don't have to worry about that. Right there, in his word. My son, that's the way. Narrow path. One way, that's it. Nothing you can do. Boom. You don't need to pray about... How to get closer to me. Told you. You know. Set my son. Holy Spirit lives inside you. Can't get much closer than that, people. He lives inside of you. You're not going to get any closer. Know about it. Asking God is your will if I, you know, say, you know, 25 prayers and, and I go work in a soup kitchen and I do this, like, then I can be closer to you. That, you know, just tell me if that's your will. God's like, okay, well, you know. I do like it if you do that stuff, because that's great. I love talking to you in prayer. You know, it's great to help people out. But that's not really going to, you know, my will is that you come and know my son Jesus. You know, we don't have to wonder if healing is for us. We don't have to ask. He said it. We don't have to wonder if his will for us is to live in lack. He already said it's not. We don't have to wonder if we have to, you know, we don't have to worry about, you know, what's God going to want me to do? He said, you don't have to worry. He already told you that. In Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, just renew your mind in what he says. That's what he's saying. Don't be, don't be conformed to what the world's telling you that you have to do. I remember, and I, you know what? I'm so thankful to my mom and dad. They raised me in the church. You know, they were servants, you know, and I was raised in the Catholic church. So we did this thing called, um, penance where you have to like, when you told them your sins and they would, they would be like, okay, I need you to do, uh, to our fathers, three Hail Marys, make sure you do the sign of the cross and make sure you get the holy water on your way out. Like that was serious. Okay. So, um, that was kind of conforming to the world. What, cause Jesus never said that. Okay. He said, you know what? Don't do what everyone just does and is popular. Cause where I went to church, that was popular. That was normal. So you just did it. I didn't really know why I was doing it. I got in trouble sometimes. I play in the water tub. We get in water fights. It's kind of a hooligan back in the day. Maybe still today. I don't know. Let you guys decide. But he says, be transformed. Don't just listen to what you say or listen to what has been popular. Be transformed by his word. His truth is in there. His will is in there. What he wants for your life is in there. We don't have to wonder what he wants for our life. It's in there. It's in his word. Renew your mind. Because what is good and acceptable and perfect. God's will is in his, is in, in the Bible. Everything. A lot. Your issue's probably in there. If you're dealing with something, it's probably in there. You might have to find it because God says he hides his word for us, not from us. He hides it for us. So you might have to get in there and spend some time with him and find what he's saying about your situation. But we can't conform to what is popular, to, um, you know, but to what is true. What's been, what's been handed down or taught for generations might not be right. It might be, but it might not be. And you gotta find that out. What does God say about it? You know, we need the Spirit of the Lord to guide us. He said, I'm sending you a helper, okay? Jesus can't be everywhere. He's coming to be at the right hand. But with me, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He can be everywhere, okay? He's going to be with you and you and you and you and all of you. So you have him there all the time. He is your internal Google, okay? You guys say, hey, hey, Google, what is this? The Holy Spirit does that with God's word. Okay, if it's in there, he's going to search through and be like, hey, remember when God said that? That's what you need to focus on. He helps guide us to the truth every time we pray. We we are continually, you know, we're always praying, we're thanking God. Um, but we know that whatever He, when we pray, it's always God's going to want good for us. We're never praying and and hoping like, you know, we're not praying that we're martyrs. God, you know, strike me down. You know, let me just die for you. You know what I mean? Jesus did that. But he wants good for us. There are so many people that are angry at God. I've had people come, well, me and God are on a break. I'm like, well, you're just ignoring him because he didn't go anywhere. God doesn't take breaks. He doesn't need rest. He doesn't need vacation. He doesn't need holidays. Neither does the Holy Spirit. He doesn't need... Your body, you need to sleep because we don't want to see you when you're cranky and haven't had sleep. But the Holy Spirit, it just keeps going. You know what? It's always active. Even when you're resting. You know? 
You know, people get angry at God. Because someone said, oh, God's going to heal, you know, your mom or sister. And guess what? It doesn't happen. Then they're angry. You told me God's in control. He's not. And I'm hurting. Whenever people say they're angry at God, I just know that they probably were hurt. And it probably by was, you know, by a believer. I mean, that's usually where people's anger at God comes from. Because we just maybe misspoke or said something we shouldn't have. You know, or they want answers. Why, why, why? I feel like we're in a world of two-year-olds. Why, 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 why? Because I said so! You know? <laughs> you had a two-year-old, you know. You're like, I don't care. I'm giving you cookies just because I can't take that anymore. <laughs> you ask why one more time. <laughs> get this, get a cookie. Get <laughs> They want to know why God did this happen. You know, why are these things not happening? You know, and then we give them the catchphrase. Well, if it's God's will for your life, I'll pray for you. I love this one. God is just trying to teach you something. Really? Really? God made my kid sick because he's trying to teach me something? Really? Doesn't that sound ridiculous? When you say that out loud... Before you say a catchphrase, put yourself on the other side and be like, really, is that what God would say to somebody? God is in charge. But the enemy has a plan to trip you up, to hurt you, to deceive you. But God's love for you is so great that he made sure that he would never take away your choice to choose. Never. That's why he's not in control. He said, I will never take away your choice to choose who you listen to, what you believe, who you choose to become, who you love. He won't make any of those choices for us. He gave us that. I'm not saying he agrees with all the decisions we make. Don't think he does. I don't agree with all the decisions I make about my own life after I make them. But he, you know, he's the final authority. He is in charge. First um, Corinthians ten thirteen says, "No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it." He's saying, "Hey, don't think your situation hasn't been on this earth before. Whatever you're going through, someone else has already been through it." He's saying, they say, you know what? No matter what the enemy throws at you, he always gives you the opportunity. He's always got an escape plan. Always. He's got an opportunity to stay, you know. He's, you know, you the Holy Spirit to me. Like, stop talking. Stop talking. And as I'm talking, then Matt's like, is the Holy Spirit telling you to stop talking? I'm like, yes, but I'm still talking. You know, giving you that choice. Always. He didn't say, you know, I'm going to tempt you. It's never beyond what you can stand. He'll always give you the opportunity that you will be able to do it. We are not his puppets on a string. He didn't make us like that. He doesn't throw us into the lion's den and be like, wonder what's going to happen here. Can't wait to see this. You know? 
know, God wasn't the original, like, cage-fighting person. Like, oh, let's see who comes out. He didn't do that. He doesn't throw us into the pit and be like, well, I'm going to teach you a lesson, you know, for taking my candy bar. You know? We think, you know, we take these, these huge things and we think, God, that's how, you wouldn't do that to your children. You wouldn't do that to your spouse. You wouldn't be like, you know what? I'm not talking to you because you ate the last piece of pizza. And if you are, kind of, you know what I mean? Or you know what? You know, I'm going to punch you because you ate the last piece. I mean, we get, we're thinking that God's going to take it to that extent. That he's just going to go further and further and be like, I just want to teach them a lesson. Don't take that from me. He doesn't cause pain. God doesn't cause pain. He doesn't cause sickness. He doesn't use abuse and crime to keep us on our toes. Whatever the enemy has planned, God has always given us an escape plan. Sometimes you're in the middle of it and it seems really dark and you're like, I can't find the door. But God's like, there is one. I promise you, there is one. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purposes. God gave us the authority to choose. Are we going to be angry with God because of what the enemy does? I'm not going to talk to you anymore because the devil did this. You're blaming God for something that some the enemy did. Not everything that happens in our life is God's will. It is not God's will for us to sin. He didn't be like, you know what, I hope they just sin a lot in their life. Hope that these things happen and I just really hope that they are just rebellious and just turn their hearts from me. No, that's not what he said. That's not his will for his life, for our life. We have been commissioned by God to advance the kingdom. That's why we're here. He said, you know what? Go and make disciples. Go out. Tell people of my goodness. You know, to exercise authority over the enemy, to be open to blessing and favor in our lives. If it's not good, it's not God. No, you know, when we're looking at this, God is in charge. He is not in control. But the enemy is not in control either. You have the control for your life. You have the, you have the control over what you think, what you choose to do in a situation, no matter if God gave you a blessing or the, de- the devil came and put an attack on your life. You still get to choose of how you're going to respond to that. How good is that? Because if God was in control, I wouldn't want to be in like, you know, what do you do? Take groups of people and be like, these people are going to have a great life and these people are going to have a horrible life. (laughs) Like if I figured out I was over here, I'd be really mad. Like, Okay, if this is a control and everything that happens to me is going to be bad because you chose that and, and you're in control, I, I'll be pretty mad. God doesn't do that. He said, everybody's in the middle. Everybody's here. There's going to be 
blessing and favor. There's going to be attacks and trials and, you know, things like that from the enemy. And you're going to choose where you're going to go from there. Are you going to go back and sulk and be like, oh, this happened to me so hard. Nobody likes me. I really hate them. It's going worse. You know? I do that a lot. And Matt's like, stop! I'm getting better. I'm getting, am I getting better? Tell me I'm getting better. You know, for about, for about five seconds, I'm there. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I get to choose. I get to choose I'm going to be angry about this, or I'm going to choose if I'm going to walk over into the favor and blessing that God has prepared for me. You know what? That's a horrible thing. But man, how good am I? Like when Matt hit a, you know, he hit a deer, told us car, and I'm like, ugh, fire. And I was like, you know, I sat there for a minute and I thought, you know what, God? How good that I had that insurance I was going to take off in three days. <laughs> three days. And I had that. Like, God, you totally, that was great. I'm like, you know what? I said, wait until the 14th, and I'm so glad. That was you, God. You were directing my path. And I thought, you know what? I had, I got to get a car. You know what? It's not back when we were 20 and we were like looking in the couch cushions to get, you know, a dollar to, you know, put in the gas tank. Like, God, you've brought us to a place where, you know what? Nobody wants to spend their money, right? You don't want, I don't want to have to go out and buy another car, but I can. Thank you, God. That I'm in a place that my kids can still eat. I still have a roof over my head and I can go out and get what I need. And so I was over there a little bit, and I could have been like, oh, I'm just not going to do anything, and, and and be angry and yelling, you know. And then it, we just kept going, and the insurance company, I'm like, and they're like, yeah, we'll pay for your taxes, we'll do this, you know what I mean? And we just had a great um, experience. We got a great car. Our neighbors helped us out. They brought us to um, this car place, and they totally were just super nice to us, and there was something wrong with the car. They fixed it before they gave it to us. It was just like, wow, this would have cost us so much more. And here we are, in and out, go in, drive one car, and say, I want this car, boom, we're out of there in a couple hours. How great is that? Instead of being like, oh, i got to do this, and I'm driving a hoopty that I don't know if it's going to break down, holding the door as I'm driving, you know what I mean? There's no heat, or there's no, you know, and you're scraping it as you're driving, and you're, you got a window like this, you all know those, right? Thank you, God, that I didn't just whine and complain and do that. I said, you know what? There's something good you have there for me. We get to choose. God says, how great is that? You can whine and complain. Or you can be like, you know what, God? My life is so good. And if this is the worst thing that's going on right now, wow. So many good things. You're over here. You're not, he's not over there. If you keep going over there and you're like, God, where are you? He's like, I'm not in that mess. I'm not in the darkness. I'm not in despair. He doesn't live there. He is a light. He's gonna be in the good time too. Okay? He that's where he is. If you're sitting over there in the dark and you're like, Why well, I'm angry at God, I don't like what he's doing, and God's like, Um, I'm over here. That I'm not part of that. It's not my will, I'm not in control of it. You know what? I'm in charge of this kingdom. You wanna be in this kingdom? Come on in. But he doesn't live, you know, where the enemy lives. He doesn't operate where the enemy operates. He operates in us. And we choose where we go. 
we choose. The kingdom is here. And we choose if we are going to bring it and grow it in the things of God. Or if we're going to reject it and live like the enemy wants us to. When he's shooting those darts at us, you know, do we got a shield up and being like, ding, 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 you know? Or we just stand there like, <laughs> you know, and exposed. We better choose. Don't tell people anymore that God's in control. Especially when they're going through horrible situations. Because you know what that makes look like? That our God is not a good God. And our God is an amazing God. He gave us life. He gave us health. He gave us eternity. I mean, we're born in this country where we have, we don't have not just freedom of our thoughts, but we have freedom to do whatever we want almost. I mean, we've seen our country, we're pretty free. If you don't believe that, I'll give you a list of some countries you can go try. See how much you like it. Come on back. He is in charge. It's His kingdom. And we choose to live according to it or not. And every kingdom has an adversary, has an enemy. Are you going to side with the enemy? Are you going to side with the king? I'm going to side with the king. I'm choosing that. But I have to choose it every day. You choose it. God's not in control. He's in charge. He's saying, I told you all the things that will make it good, will make it better. All the plans I have for you, you choose whether you would like those or not. He's not going to force them on you. He's not going to make you do things. He said, it's all available to you. This is what I would really like. Because this will bring peace and joy to your life. But he's not going to make you do that. 